Dean, a couple of reflections over your weekend. Um, how do you feel about that Sheffield Wednesday win on Sunday now? And in particular, could I ask, you, you seem to really um, cope with, or find a way of coping with Barry Bannon in the second half. Is that something you identified at the break and looked to maybe shut him down a bit more in, in the second half? Well, I'm delighted with the, with the result, uh, of course. And second half performance, I think, was, was excellent. We had, a, we had a bit of a plan for Barry Bannon from the start, in fairness, not just at half-time. A couple of times first half, he got away and he got. I think they got in quite early with that little Freddie ball down the side. Bents did well to sort of snuff it out. Um, second half, he had minimal effect on the game, in fairness, which is pleasing because he's. I think he's a top player at this level. So, um, As I said before, the main focus is, is on our performance, but certain games you've got to make sure that you that you, uh, you stamp out the, the potential threat in the opposition. So, No, all in all, I was pleased with the second half performance. And dealing with Barry Bannon or, or, or any situations like that, does that come from the players or is that from yourself or a bit of both or how does it work? Yeah, I think there's obviously going into any game we have a, we have a look at the opposition in terms of video clips with the players. Again, we don't go too heavy on that, but we make little uh, ideas around how we can, we, can, we can affect them first and foremost and then obviously defensively what we might need to do to stop the opposition. But uh, again, it's a lot of the stuff's around the way that we train with, with the way Simon Keith set sessions up as well about how we can get the players to said it before to problem solve on the pitch because it's not a case of you know we're not just on the sideline with a PlayStation remote sort of ordering players around they've got to make them decisions in game and um, that's the pleasing thing is that we, we found ways in the second half to nullify the opposition and to you know to give them problems and I think it was a comfortable win in the end. And this week the club has announced the new deal for Max O'Leary that's a boost for the club isn't it? He's a player with a bright future and could there be any other players to follow him? Yeah, yeah there will be yeah um, but particularly with Max I'm delighted with that one it's, that's been announced and sorted out I'm very happy for him he's, he's worked I've seen a picture of him this morning on I think the club website where he looked like a baby I think he was 16 or something at the time so he's come through the ranks he's, he's gone out on loan he's, he's forged um, game time for himself with through these long periods and again that goes back to decisions that were made well before I was in in position uh, in terms of getting the right loan because if you don't get the loans quite right with players they can we can see them disappear sometimes so um, a lot of credit goes to Tins and obviously the guys at the club that, that have set them up then it's about Max making the most of that that loan at, at a certain level to then go to the next one then he comes in I, I remember Aston Villa away a couple of seasons ago he was unbelievable on the day and he might be thinking at that point right now I'm number one as you probably do as a young player um, and then the club make a decision he's not quite ready but you know, we we'll go to League One with Shrewsbury. Had a great loan with them. Um, got some real good experience in some big games for Shrewsbury, and then and now he's competing. Now Nicky Mike has left. He's competing with Bents. Um, again, we seen his quality last week in that Aston Villa game. We gave up too many chances from a defensive point of view, but he, I thought he was outstanding uh, between the sticks. So, no, delighted for him. And you're confident that there could be more to come. Yes. There's, there's talks going on. We've mentioned it before, but is anything close? Um, I think we'll see. It's, it's easy for me to sit here and say we're pretty close, but you never quite know till things are obviously properly agreed and signed and stuff. So, no, I'd like to think um, there'll be more to follow. And on the injury front, I think the club put, put out a video of Joe Morell back on the grass yesterday. Um, that's another boost. Any other? Any of the other guys close to returning? Yeah, there's there's, there's probably only Bakes who's long term really. Um, maybe Walsh is probably still a couple of weeks away from being back out. Outside, but you know the rest of the boys are. Although they're not quite with a with a group just yet, certainly progressing in the right in the right way. So um, we might see one more this weekend, hopefully for the for the trip to Forest. 
and then we'll see after the international break we'll use that that two week period that we've got um, to maximum effect and hopefully going up to Barnsley uh, after the break we you know we might have one or two more back as well Calum O'Dowd has been called up by Ireland hasn't he and yes possibly I guess depending on some of the fitness of the other guys you could see maybe even Thomas Callis or something like that called up if they're fit enough is, is that an annoyance for you? <laughs> No, I'd rather be working at a level where uh, players are internationals. Um, no, it's not an annoyance at all. Of course, I understand what you mean. If for Callum, for example, get, got injured with Ireland last time, we've not seen him since, and now he might get called. I understand that. That's just. I think that's just timing of of the international calendar. And um, you know, we'd like to think that obviously the nations would would be wise in the way that they would use Callum, for example. Um, he's not had any game time at all since his injury, so we'd like to think that. Uh, as I say, they they would make you know good decisions around Callum's welfare, but I'm sure they will. Is is he fit to return to play because he's been called up, or is it does it work that they call him up and then they will assess him? Yeah, themselves? yeah, I think the, the the call ups happen probably before they get announced publicly. They happen a little bit before that, so we we get an heads up that there's a provisional squad been named, and then they sort of they go with the full squad, and then yeah, come this week. I think it's a little bit early to talk about this weekend for us. With, the, with this press conference because we're still a few days obviously away from, from knowing exactly who's going to be ready to travel. Um, is there any movement on outgoings at all? Is, um, is James Morton going on loan? Yes, yeah. Um, other than that, there's, uh, there's players, as I say, in, in, that we're looking to trim the squad. I think we know that. And the window, the international window, closes next week and then there's another little bit of time after that, um, obviously with the, with the English market. So we'll see, we'll see where we go with that. What's the challenge facing Adam Naj and Hamno and the Sengo and Casey Palmer? Because those guys haven't been involved too much in the first team. Then when you've got Joe Morrell coming back, um, Liam Walsh in a couple of weeks, as you say, Joe Williams as well. How, how do you see the, their challenge to get into, into the first The challenge for, the, for them guys that you've just named is, just, is the same for everybody. same for Max. It's the same for uh, Cessignon that's came in. It's the same for Alfie Mawson, who's in the team at the moment. Thomas Callas, Callum, who's coming back from injury. The challenge is to is to be the best version of yourself every day, whether you're in the starting team or not. Um, particularly if you're not, because you've got to influence getting back in the team again. Um, but you've got to influence your teammates as well. I've mean, seen a br- I've seen a brilliant picture yesterday. Keith and Simo were showing me from the the second goal against Chef Wednesday, where you could see everybody celebrating the goal, and there was a picture of the three lads that had come off the bench. Um, you can't really manufacture and fake that sort of spirit. Um, so it shows you that everybody's together at the moment, and that's 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 really pleasing. Um, there's been some speculation today um, about Nicholas Eliasson, maybe maybe a bid from Turkey or something. Is, is that anything you're aware of? Or, or not at all. Nicholas? No. I've not spoken to Nicholas today about that. But that's first first I've heard of that. And obviously, Nottingham Forest up next. What kind of challenge do, do they present? They obviously haven't got any points yet, but. In a way, does that make them maybe harder? Probably? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I think they've got a forward line, which I think most teams in the division would would would, would fancy having in their squad. I mean, if you think about Graben, Lyle Taylor, Joe Lolly, Luke Freeman, I think Freeze is a top player um, to name, but just a few there. So we have to approach the game in the right way. They're, they're obviously on a bad run of form. They started the season poorly. Um, they've not picked up a point or scored a goal yet. But does that make them any less dangerous? No. It means that we've got to start the game in the right manner and not give a leg up to the opposition where they can gain some confidence and, and a bit of belief. So the way that we start the game is going to be, going to be important. 
How will you travel up there? Will you go by train or will you fly up there? We're going by coach on Friday. Yeah, or coaches, I should say. Yeah. I think we're going up in a couple of coaches, two, three coaches. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. Nice one. Good Cheers, Greg. Thank you.